Welcome to another episode of the Poly Rob Podcast. I am the couch of Poly Rob. Thank you for tuning in once again on a lovely, heartbreaking, crazy, uh, emotional roller coaster type of day. Um, make sure you subscribe on all the podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker Radio. Google Podcasts, we are everywhere. Make sure you follow the Polly Rob Podcast and catch up and binge. You know what I mean? Binge if you haven't uh, listened to the last couple of episodes. Just go ahead and just binge Polly Rob. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely want to start off uh, this podcast uh, by saying um, it's been hard for all of us. It's been hard for all of us, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, a day or so ago, uh, we lost uh, a legend. We lost the L.A. legend. We lost a sports legend. And we lost a, a legend in just his manhood and his fatherhood as well. You know what I mean? Um, we lost uh, Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, in a helicopter crash, uh, I don't want to dwell on, uh, what actually happened. Uh, and I really don't want to dwell on just being sad and emotional, but I do want to say, um, I do want to say a couple of things of why he inspired, you know, so many people. Um, I think that's the important part is to be inspired by someone to be, uh, engaged in what they're doing to motivate you to do what you do. You know what I mean? Um, you know, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm a new Laker fan. I'm a new Laker fan because of LeBron. Uh, I wasn't a Laker fan before, uh, because just being from New York, you just find your way to hate the Lakers at some point. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we know greatness. We know greatness when we see it. Um, we recognize greatness when we see it. And uh, the man was just the ultimate competitor. Ultimate competitor. And not just in sports, in everything. You know what I mean? Including his fatherhood, which I, that's the one element that's closest to me. Like, I uh, have developed just a newfound respect for Kobe and a lot of, you know, other athletes that, you know, take fatherhood like, in full stride because that's what I do. Um, just me being the father and me being in entertainment. You know what I mean? Um, you know, LA is I'm not going to lie. LA is fucked up right now in terms of the people and how they feel about this loss. Like, you know, anybody that's listening, if you're in another state and you're in another city, um, and you know, somebody in LA, in California, give them a call and just talk to them or, or just listen to them and just, you know, just just listen to what they got to say because L.A. is very affected. And, and the crazy part about it is not 
LA don't attach themselves to too many things or too many people. What I mean by that is, um, you know, LA people are sometimes they stubborn. So, you know, it takes a lot to win them over. It takes a hell of a lot to win them over. And once you win them over, um, it never goes away. It never goes away. I am someone who's originally not from California, but has learned to live here, grown to uh, love, you know, the surroundings, love the energy, love the people and learn how to navigate the proper way. And I think that's the same thing that somebody like, you know, that Kobe did. You know what I mean? He came to L.A. and embraced it, even though he's from Philly. His dad is from Philly. Um, he embraced, you know, everything about L.A., you know, from the tacos to, you know, the people to the lifestyle, everything. You know what I mean? And it's just a crazy loss, you know what I'm saying? And I hope everybody just finds their way to... Uh, stay inspired and stay motivated because if there were any last words that Kobe wanted to give this earth, it would definitely be that. Stay motivated, you know, touch into your greatness, find something about you that you feel like you can tap into and really just go hard, go all the way hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, uh, rest in paradise, Kobe being Bryant, you will never be forgotten. Um, and you know, the, the world appreciates everything that you've offered the world, you know what I mean? So, shout out to Kobe. Um, on a lighter note, um, I want to give a big shout out to uh, my boy, uh, Lazy B the Great. Um, he just uh, won a Grammy this past Sunday at the Grammys, uh, for his AR work on uh, Tyler the Creator's Igor. Um, Tyler, Tyler won the best rap album, best uh, hip-hop rap album at the Grammys. Uh, and my guy was a part of that entire process from front to back. You know what I'm saying? He's been rocking with our future for since, since the beginning, since the very beginning. You know what I mean? Starting off as a bodyguard, then leading up to uh, A&R work and doing music management for him and just really helping them conduct their sound and the way that they uh, portray their music to the people. Um, and he get, he got his first Grammy, and I wish him many more. You know what I'm saying? He is he is a local astronaut, you know, member. Um, and, you know, when, you know, local astronaut members, when they win, we all win. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very uh, proud of my guy. You know what I'm saying? He brought a Grammy to Inglewood, which is a big thing. He's from Inglewood. And, uh, you know, it's just dope, dopeness. You know what I'm saying? We... We grown, we getting better, we getting stronger, and it's more to be done. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I, it's funny because you know he has you know kids around the same age as mine, and uh, you know we had these conversations, you know, about you know being able to do something that transcends uh, you know uh, the family, transcends time transcend success you know what i'm saying like we just want to do stuff that we can make our family proud you know for and be able to just continue to do great things you know what i mean we come from families that have you know we had hardships you know what i mean we had to figure out our way we had to figure out how to get things done um you know the right way you know what i mean and you know everything's coming uh it's coming to light 
was coming to light. You know what I mean? So shout out to Lazy B, the great. Um, and I appreciate him for just, you know, always rocking with local astronauts. You know what I'm saying? And make sure you go check out uh, his, his podcast that he is featured on, um, uh, The Overrated Truth. It's a podcast for four people. Uh, uh, Bad Luck, uh, Badru, uh, Lazy Be the Great, and Mahoney. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go check that out. Podcast, Overrated Truth. Shit is jokes. Shit is thought-provoking. Go check it out. You know what I'm saying? On all platforms. You know what I mean? Um, speaking about, you know, family, fatherhood, um, success, you know, it brings me to uh, my topic of today. Um, so the topic of today uh, talks about something that I'm very, very uh, involved in. Um, I'm dedicated to, um, you know, not so not too many people know about uh, this type of uh, idea, this type of uh, goal that I have for myself that I want to share with everybody. Finally, you know what I mean? I've, I've finally developed some type of courage to share it uh, with everybody. You know what I mean? And uh, I want to talk about uh, breaking uh, the generational curse. Uh, I want to talk about breaking the generational curse. This is a very, very important thing for me and my family. Um, I feel like it should be for all families who have uh, come from some type of poverty, some type of hardships, some type of, uh, you know, uh, the path of trying to get yourself out the hole. You know what I mean? And I'm going to kind of break it down into, into a couple of different sections. Uh, bear with me because this is something that, you know, I, I haven't talked about with anybody, um, you know, in a long time. You know what I mean? Probably only a couple of people know about this thought process that I have of mine. But I'm ready to share with everybody and hope, hopefully y'all take something from it. So uh, topic of today, break the generational curse. Now. What is that? What is the generational curse? Um, in my opinion, um, the generational curse is something, uh, an idea, a trait, uh, a state of mind, uh, a state of being that uh, you and a selection of people in your generation and the generations before you that you guys act upon, you guys uh, involve yourself in, that you actually do, um, that has a negative uh, asterisk on it, something negative about it. Like you can, a generational curse can be um, everybody, a lot of people in my, uh, in my family, uh, they end up going to jail. Uh, a lot of people in my family, uh, they end up uh, being single mothers or uh, a lot of men in my family don't take care of their kids. Like, you know, there's so many different generational curses. It can be all the way down to, um, you know, my, my family don't keep themselves, you know, healthy in terms of working out. You know what I mean? There's so many different ones. We can have a... a full list of them um actually in my podcast group uh the poly rob podcast group on facebook you know type in some 
uh, send me some generational curses that you feel like, you know, you might have in your family or you feel like, you know, is in some people's generational families. You know what I mean? So just send me those. Uh, you can DM me those as well. But, you know, a generational curse is just one of those things where it's like you're you're trying your best not to fall into this this whole pocket. You know what I mean? And you want to do something different than what has been happening for years and decades before you. You know what I mean? Um, first off, I want to talk about, you know, my family, my family story uh, for the most part. Um, you know, we are a, a family from Central America, from Belize. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, you know, Belizeans, y'all know what it is. Hardworking, very hardworking. And my family is extremely hardworking, like 95 percent of my family are is hardworking. We don't play no games. We get straight to it. You know, we work in 40 hours a week, 80 hours a week. We going in. That's what we do. Um, also, uh, our family, we're very, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're very marriage oriented. Um, we, we get married. We get married a lot. You know what I mean? The majority of our households are married households for sure. You know what I mean? Um, we have, you know, uh, an average of, you know, two to three kids. I, I would say two to five kids. Like our average for having kids in per household is like two to five kids. You know what I mean? Like we never just really have one and that's it. Like over the course of our lifetime, we're going to have more than two. And we're going to have somewhere around five or so. If we get to six or seven, which some of my family has, that's great. But the average is about two to five. You know what I mean? Um, also, we're, we're very uh, communicative. We communicate a lot in terms of we talk a lot. We talk a lot. We communicate. We talk about different situations. We have you know, a, a strategic way of thinking, but we really talk a lot. And some people may classify it as gossip. We gossip. It happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it happens in a lot of families as well. I'm just telling you about my actual family. And it's not a bad thing at all. It's just like we we know how to talk. We know how to communicate for sure. You know what I mean? And uh, those are some of the things that just just stand out for sure in my family tree you know, for generations, I know that, you know, my great grandparents, great, great grandparents, like they all carried these levels of being hard work and uh, being, uh, you know, being in a, in a marriage, you know what I mean? Uh, being, you know, communicating, doing a thing, you know what I mean? Like and having having multiple kids, you know what I mean? Like we got I got a lot of cousins uh, and I got a lot of nieces and nephews. You know what I mean? So I know that that's that's really the thing for sure. You know, and, and I'm saying that I'm explaining that about my family because. Uh, I do want to talk about some things that we don't see. Um, there's a couple of things that we don't see in our family, um, and it's, it's not nothing bad. It's just uh, I would like to see more of it. You know what I mean? And the one thing that I will say um, that I do want to talk about in full a little bit later 
is the, the generational curse that I feel like we have um, that I want to break. Um, I want to be able to, you know, my family's very hardworking, but at the same time, it's like we work so hard, yet we still don't have the necessary accolades to support that. Let me explain. You know, we can work 40 hours a week, 80 hours a week uh, over time and do all of that. And that's great. But we'll probably get to, you know, a manager, you know, supervisor, you know, things of that nature. You know what I mean? It's very seldom that we see uh, our family actually be an owner of something. You know what I mean? Like actually own a business, actually own an establishment, whether it be food, whether it be construction, whether it be, you know, uh, entertainment, whatever. Like to own something, to actually own something. You know what I mean? It's very small. Not saying it does not happen in my family. I'm saying the percentage is small to have actually have owners like people who own establishments and companies. It's very small in our family. Um, also, uh, when it comes to, you know, professions like necessary professions, like, you know, our family, we work very, very hard. Um, but when it comes to actual professions, like being a doctor, being a lawyer, being a, uh, successful computer technician, being, you know, these professions that you're able to teach your kids and pass on to the next generation. Like we don't have, a a a three, a three, uh, three decade generation of doctors, we don't have a generational list of lawyers or generational list of cops or, you know what I mean? Like, like we would select whatever profession that we're in and then that's what it is. Like, we don't tend to pass down our profession to our kids. It's usually like, get a good job, keep a good job, retire from the good job, and then be okay with life. We don't have the, you know, go to school to be a lawyer, become a lawyer, show your kids how to be a lawyer, let them grow up and become lawyers, and then repeat the cycle. We don't have that. We don't have that. Um, and like I said, it's it's not. These are these are things that are that are not technically bad, but at the same time, when you look at you know, your family in, in, in its perspective, when you just look at the whole, you know, spectrum of it, you want to be able to have some of these things in play for the next generations, right? You want to have some of these things in play for the next generations. I feel like it's a important thing. You know what I mean? And 
I think about that a lot. Not gonna lie. I think about that a hell of a lot. Because I'm in music, I'm in entertainment. And, you know, for, you know, a lot of people, they think of, you know, rappers and singers and producers, they always think of their profession like just on a surface level. Oh, you just rap. Oh, you're a little rapper. Oh, you're a little producer. Oh, you got your little career doing music. Sometimes they don't really realize the grand scheme of what this profession can do. Let me explain. For me, I'm on a quest to not only be great as a producer, as a engineer, as a songwriter, I'm trying to lay down the groundwork and the platform so my kids can have an opportunity to be musicians as well. My son, my oldest son, he drums. He's like a semi-professional drummer. The man is nice. He can make beats. No, he really makes beats, for real. My youngest, he makes beats as well on his computer. And his, 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 his appreciation for music is tremendous. Sometimes it trips me out. How can I not give them the platform to say, yo, if you want to do music, here's the guidelines for it. And I got the connections for it. And I got the connections. And I got the platform and the company laid out so y'all could just jump right in it and do your thing. Of course, respectively learning how to maneuver and get things done. But yes, you can come after me in the same profession that I was in and the same career that I was in and continue on a legacy. Legacy. We don't even use that word often. We don't use it often. We 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 probably only use it when somebody passes away. Probably only use legacy when somebody passes away. But this is something legacy should be planned out and thought about and executed beforehand. It should be executed beforehand. I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do and the path that I wanted to choose when it came to, you know, music. Because you can choose to want to do music, but then you have to really sit down and think about, like, how is this music going to apply to taking care of my family and setting myself up and setting my family up for the future? And that's when that's when music can, you know, somehow give you some of the best opportunities. Let me explain. Y'all know that getting Social Security and getting retirement benefits is at an all time low right now. It's at an all time low. A lot of people are not going to be able to get their 401ks, man. Just, just, just be honest. Let's be honest. 
especially if you're not in your full career, like whatever that might equate to, it's not going to be much. So you got to figure out other avenues and other things to do to be able to position yourself to have something to live off when you retire and have something for your kids. This is what the best of the best do. Not only are they working to have a roof over their heads and, and food in their mouth and clothes on their back, but they also working to make sure that the next generation has that and then they can move on to bigger and better things. They got to move on to bigger and better things. You know what it is like when you when you focused on these these simple things, just working, coming home and you know what I mean? Trying to save up like when you're doing all of that, you start to forget about all the other things that can matter in the future. And then and, and these are the things where it's like, you, you know, you got to put it all in perspective. You got to put it all together. For me, I don't want to make money just so I can live for the next day. I want to make money so kids ain't got to worry about college no more. They are, they could just pick one. You got the money already. And if you want to chase your dream and it doesn't require working a nine to five, cool. You got money to do so. Let's get it. I want to see a string of musicians in my family. I want to see a string of whatever profession, whatever ownership. I want to see a string of that. Breaking the generational curse. You know, how to identify what that is. Like, let's identify like what it really is. Like, how do you find it? How do you, how do you see if you if your family has a generational curse? And it, keep in mind, this is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Because it takes sacrifice to do so. It takes sacrifice to try to break a generational curse. And it's not just going to be done with you. You can plant a seed and hopefully it trickles down to something. But how you plant that seed sometimes determines how well or if that curse will be even broken in general. How to identify what that is. Um, you know, seeing a pattern that needs to be broken. You know what I mean? If you know that a majority of your, uh, all the boys in the family, they end up going to jail then you got to make it your duty to not be the next one to go do that. And yeah, you can listen to their logic. You can understand where they're coming from and all of that. But break that chain. Make sure that you're not the next one to go to jail, period. You know, there's families out there like that. You know what I mean? There's families out there where, you know, cats is gangsters. They doing their thing they're in the streets. And you see a generation of gangsters after gangsters after gangsters and some die and some go to jail and some strung out on drugs. It's a lot. And then all, all the while you see this one kid, this one boy 
that's intellectual. And he's like, yo, I'm going to college, B. And it just take that one person. It take that one person to recognize and identify that pattern. It take one person to see like, yo, all my big cousins and then my brother and my uncles, they all were incarcerated. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And they changed and they shifted. That's why I'm, I'm appreciative of the new generation finding new things to be into. I don't expect the new generation to be into what I'm into, especially if let's say, quote unquote, what I'm into is not the ideal thing. I want you to do something different. Recognize the patterns. You know, if, if majority of the people in your family, you know, are, 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 are bigger or heavier than they should be, you know, try to be the one to break that chain. Try to be the one to break that chain. Shout out to my homegirl, Lauren. I just, you know, I ain't talked to her in, in over like 10, 12 years. And I got a chance to, you know, have a conversation with her via text and phone call. And, you know, I see her Facebook and, you know, she was, you know, when I met her, she was like, you know, two something, three something or whatnot, you know, 300 pounds or something like that. And she... Now she like 140. She like 140. And she looking good. She doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? And she was still an awesome person no matter what size. But she said one thing over the text that stuck with me. She was like, I was just, I just wanted to see something different. I want to see something different that spoke volumes. And when she said that, I knew exactly what she meant. It wasn't just with her. She wanted to see something different. She wanted to see something different with the generation of people who have came before her. They probably most likely would have been heavy. She like, nah, I'm changing that B. I'm changing it up. And good for her. She did her thing. How to recognize these generational curses. You know what I mean? For me, it's like I'm in music. And, you know, some sometimes people take the opportunity of music for granted. You know, and I don't take it for granted because this is one this is one equation that sticks in my brain. This is one equation that sticks in my brain that can change the whole dynamic of generations to come. Let me explain. So, you're at a job. You make $20 an hour. $20 an hour, you work 8 hours, right? You get, how much is that? That's $160 per day. Times that times 30 days. Then they take taxes out. Then they take out, you know, federal, whatever. 
Then you get your check. You go spend your check on, you know, your house, your cars. You know, you got a girlfriend, so she combining her work check. She putting it together. And then in the next two weeks, no, I mean next month or whatever. If it's, if you get paid two weeks, then you get your money in two weeks. It's However, it, it doubles down. So, you know, in two weeks or 30 days, you got to do this shit all over again and pay all the same bills. You got to do it all over again. And two, three years, four years at the same job, you might have moved up. You might have got uh, your raise is. Uh, oh, yeah, they give you a raise. So they give you a dollar raise. So now you're not making twenty dollars an hour. You're making twenty one dollars an hour. Remember, you've been working for two, three years and you got an extra dollar. Great. So you get a raise, you're doing your thing. Then you get another raise at four years, 22 or let's say 23. Let's just be modest. Twenty three dollars an hour. Cool. So you're still working, doing your thing. After six, seven years, you realize I've been doing the same thing for six and seven years and I haven't even reached $25 an hour. I haven't even reached $25 an hour. I haven't. That's just a regular job. Regular job, right? Now, this is the equation. This is where it gets tricky with music because you can start to do music, right? Let's say I started today. I'm making records. I'm putting together music. I'm busting my ass. The same eight hours that I will work at uh, Fry's Electronics or Bed Bath & Beyond. It used to be my job. Shout out to them. Busting my ass. I'm making music, making beats, making records, putting out records, doing my thing. One year comes. I put out a record. No, nah, I don't really make no money. Two year comes, ah, I make a little bit of money, but it, you know, it's not doing too well. Then I got to figure out other ways to hustle and do my thing. Three years come, I get a record that's pretty good. Don't get the radio, but it's pretty good and people like it. They're enjoying it. Keep in mind, this is two, three years of putting out records and, and working hard and putting out music. And I'm not really getting nothing. I'm not getting nowhere, nothing close to $20 an hour. Nothing close. I'm getting $100 here and there. You know, $50, $20. I got to hustle. Even if I'm even if I decide to sell drugs or whatever, I'm still not getting a lot of money. I'm just I'm trying to figure it out. Right? But I'm still doing music. Fourth year come. Got some things going. The music that I used to do before is now coming into play. People starting to stream it a lot more. Then boom, I do a feature for somebody. They starting to recognize I got bars and I'm doing features. Now I'm getting $500 for features, you know, $750 for features. Then I start performing. They start paying me $250 for features, $500 for features. So now the fourth year, I did I did pretty good. I probably, I probably clocked in about $30,000. For you know, for the year or forty thousand for the year, that's cool. But I'm doing what I love this whole time. Fifth and sixth year, now it's on. Now I got a record that people respect. 
Now I got a record that's on that people popping with. I did my thing. I get a good percentage. I'm performing it. I'm rocking. I'm doing my thing. Now labels is checking for me. Labels is checking for me. Now, the seventh year, wait a minute. I get signed. I get signed to 1.3, 2.5 million. I, I get signed. I get some money. So now I got an advance to be able to live off of and do my thing. And then I'm making money and I'm doing my thing. And then in the seventh year, I go platinum. I go platinum or I go double platinum or I go gold. Now I get this check that says you went platinum. You've accumulated $4 million. $4 million. And keep in mind, I just went platinum, which means that I'm one of the hottest commodities now. I'm hot. Now I'm hot. Now my value of being able to create more great music and get more income is at an all-time high out of my whole life. Out of my whole life. Now I got money to feed my family the real way. Now I got money to put aside for a rainy day. And now I have the accolades and the attributes and the the push and I got all the stuff going for me. Now I can move forward and try to get more and whatever I get after this fact is depending on how hard I work. Now, seven years working a job with somebody, seven years chasing your dream. Keep in mind, either profession you don't know if you're gonna come out on top you don't know if you're gonna get a platinum hit you don't know if you're gonna get raises all the way through seven years you don't know you don't know but one thing is for sure when you do what you love and you're in your profession that you love not only do you get a shot to change your tax bracket, you also get a shot to change your family's tax bracket. The generation after you, you can change their tax bracket because they could grow up millionaires. They can grow up super thousandaires. I don't even know if that's a term, but let me use that. Super thousandaires. And one thing's for sure, when you work in that regular profession, you're not going to have those opportunities. Those opportunities are not going to be there. You're going to have to start over at another position and hopefully you come out somewhat on top. And then they're taking away your Social Security and your benefits. And then they just start stripping that from you at some point in time. You see where I'm going here? You see where I'm going? Now, with all due respect, I'm not saying that quit your job now and go chase your dreams. Hopefully you do that, but I'm not saying you have to do that. 
But what I am saying is people take entertainment and music, they belittle it so much sometimes. Your fellow cousin, your fellow friend that's rapping, trying to get off and do their thing, your fellow homegirl that's trying to sing, they belittle it like, oh, just her little career. They talk down on it without even noticing it so much that it shocks them when they realize that that same person just changed the entire course of her life, his life, and their family's life, and you still right there at the same position you was four years ago. That's one of the reasons why I love music and entertainment so much, because it can really change the dynamic of generations to come in my family. I want that. I want that. And I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Because the same hard work that I would put into the jobs I used to have, I put it into this music. I put it into this entertainment. I do that. And I know that my quest is to change the generational curse in my family of just being the hardworking guy. I don't want to just be the hardworking guy. I want to be the guy who chased his dream, did what he wanted to do, and took care of his family and the families after him with what he loved to do. I want that to be my bottom line. That's my bottom line. And I'm talking to everybody who has a similar idea like mine. If you got a similar idea like mine to break a generational curse, I'm talking to you. Talking to you. If you just want to live your life Go on vacation every now and then and do your thing. All due respect. Do your thing. This is not for you. I'm talking to the dreamers. I'm talking to the dreamers, the people who turn your idea into wealth. I'm talking to the people who turn an idea into wealth. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. We got to look towards the new future. You know, every year we want to do better. I get that. Every year we want to change something about ourselves. I get that. Let's start looking towards the new future. How about you look towards the future that's after you? Try that sometime. And, and, and I think that'll put everything that you're doing now in perspective when you look at the future after you, because there will be, there will be a future after you. And I think that goes back to, um, it goes back to Kobe Bryant. I think that's one of the, the magical things and the great things about him is that he left a legacy of greatness 
He left a legacy of compassion. He left a legacy of family. And he left a legacy of wanting to do the with wanting to do the things that you love with the people that you love. That's his legacy. And I'm pretty sure if his family, if the Bryant family had any generational curses, I believe that he broke that before he left this earth for sure. I believe that he broke any generational curse before he left this earth. And if y'all don't get nothing from this podcast, just get this one thing that there are people out here in this world that are fighting, that are working hard to break a generational curse. They going in, they going all the way in and I applaud them and I'm definitely one of them. I'm one of those guys that is breaking a generational curse and I want everybody If you know me, if you don't know me, it don't matter. If you see me and you talk to me or you say what's up, just know that you're looking at somebody that's going to change the course of his family's life. Just know that. Just know that. It's a real thing. I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, I didn't want to ramble on too much. Um, this is the Polly Rob podcast and I always appreciate y'all. And if y'all got any thoughts or comments, um, about, you know, breaking a generational curse, you know, going to the Polly Rob podcast, Facebook group and just, you know, man, send me comments. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Send me a DM through Instagram, you know, hit me on Periscope. Let's talk about it because we need that, especially black people. We need to be able to start changing the way you know, our families live and the way we see life. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of other, you know, ethnic backgrounds uh, that do this well. And we need to learn from them, you know, study how they do their thing. And we need to incorporate that into what we do, but do it our way. You know what I mean? And I think we'll be all right. I think, you know, a good change is coming. I think positivity and love a real rejuvenate itself. And, um, you know, let's just spread love and workload. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all subscribe to the Potty Rob podcast on all podcast digital platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, uh, Spreaker uh, Radio, TuneIn, uh, Google Podcasts, and every other podcast platform that's out there, man. I appreciate y'all showing love. And, uh, you know, if y'all want to hit me on the cash app, you know what I mean? Make sure you hit my cash app, dollar sign, Yo Potty Rob, what up? Y-O-P-O-L-Y-R-O-B-W-H-A-T-U-P. I'm still celebrating my birthday. Capricorn season is is leading over into Aquarius season, and we still going. We still swimming, man. We swimming. I appreciate y'all. I'm out. Peace.